24 7. Oh. It made you. You know what right. I'm saying? God made you. God made everything and you give thing one day, once every week, but every step you take, leading you wherever the direction you're going. And it's like, why am I not thinking? Like every succession, I should be thinking him succeeding and after I succeed. Not when I just get the award. Sometimes we forget we're right in the middle of what we used to pray for. Mm-hmm. And what we live in is literally our own testimony right now. Yo, 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 what's the deal, y'all? We got another episode of Living with Elijah. Here I got a, another guest, Manuel, um, a good brother of mine ever since I got to school. He's been a, a person I can call a brother and been been there with me through, you know, speaking span. And today we're just going to talk about his brand. I'm wearing it right now, Phantom Detroit. Had to represent. Uh, so we're going to get into it, talking about... Uh, what made him start his brand, um, where his brand is at now, his plans, and just, you know, being a Christian man, his, his faith walk on a college campus. So, Manuel, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Manuel. I go by Manny. I'm uh, a sophomore. Yeah, sophomore. Crazy. <laughs> Junior. Uh, major in entrepreneurship and uh, minor in marketing. Man, give a little insight of, you know, your background, where you come from family dynamic, all of that. Well, I'm from Detroit, you know. Three. My dad, he from he from Detroit. He grew up in Detroit. My mom, she's originally from Jamaica. She moved here when she was younger. Um, yeah, but I grew up mostly with my mom, so I claim Jamaica more than anything. That's the rules we live by. Sorry. And he know I could judge chicken every fucking day. <laughs> every day. Nope. It's my nope. main thing. Like, oh, I don't know what to cook. Judge chicken is. <laughs> but yeah, like that's the main where I claim, but I love my city though. That never, never wavers. I feel like I'm a Jamaican Detroiter. <laughs> that's really what it is. I ain't never heard that before. Jamaican Detroit, but you can see like in your brand, you always represent Detroit. Always, always. Though. So, what made you start up Phantom Detroit, which is your clothing brand? Um, in high school, that last year, like really junior year of high school, I was making designs. Uh, I always wanted to make a brand when I was, since I've been younger. I always want my own clothes to be my own. I wanted everything that I had to be my own brand. I ain't comparing myself to Soldier Boy, but like I wanted everything that was mine that I was buying to be my own brand. Right. Like why why would I support somebody else when I could support myself? So uh I was making designs, then senior year came around, I had a little un- unemployment money, you know, and I was like, well, I got this money that I'm not working for, I'm in the crib with, why not? You know what I'm saying? Uh put that towards something a little greater and push me towards something better. And um I sat there. I thought about a message that um, I can live by, that I can uh, have my brand live by and support. And family truck came to mind. It was to support my city and uh, bring more awareness about it, more awareness about history. Cause I would always just throw me off when I learned something new. Like, like it, you know, you learn something new, you be like, oh, I never knew that. And I'm like, I was like, I should, people should know more. Like, people should know this be like common knowledge. Yeah, Detroit got a lot of history. A lot of history. And, uh, what is um like? What does Phantom Detroit mean? What does Phantom mean? Okay, the Phantom part. A lot of people ask that question. Yeah. Like, what's that have to do with Detroit? But like, I I'm a movie guy. Like, mm-hmm. that's like I, since I was a little kid, I grew up watching movies. And one of the movies I came fond of, but probably like one of the horror movies I will be acceptable to put it on is Candyman. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Candyman. You know, if you read, you watch the movie, uh, the like the Candyman, he's supported by the belief in him. Yeah. You know, even at the end of the movie, you see everybody saying, "I don't see him," or you know, like, "I don't believe him no more." He lost all power and he died off. So I feel like being a fan, and I feel like a phantom. You know, is supported by the belief in it. it doesn't mean it. Now, now you don't want it to be the connotation of being scared of. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some people are going to be scared of Detroit because, you know, stuff, crime happened down there. But, like, a more of a connotation of, like, that the belief in your city gives us power. Mm, you okay. know? 
and, you know, and we're getting back up there and like where people are like proud of being from Detroit. So it's like that belief in our city gives us power. We can keep growing that city. God, I thought we should be bigger than Atlanta. Yeah, we should be like, we're one of the blackest cities in the world and we should be bigger than Atlanta. It's like all our Detroiters are moving to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we should be aiming to be that big mm-hmm. and even bigger. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's real. And I think, you know, Detroit has all the tools they just got to learn how to utilize them. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? We should be as big, uh, you know, as big as cities like Atlanta, um, Memphis, or New, oh, I want to say New York, but like New York big, big cities, you yeah, know? bigger than like the boroughs in Met- New York, though, yeah, yeah, like metropolis type cities. And we have all the tools, I think it's a lot of um, our history that has been engraved and you know, kind of repeating the same cycles and doing the same things over again, making the same mistakes. I think we haven't been learning from those mistakes, yeah. and it's just a whole lot of trying stuff again and again and getting the same result, you know? And have you experienced that with your business? Like, how have you ventured out of, you know, making the same mistakes? Um, most of the mistakes I make is financial. I'm like, you know, because, like, sometimes it's hard when you first start a good business because, like, you're not making no money. So when you finally make that sale, you might... And the sweatshirt like yourself already. But like, either way, instead of putting that towards the bill or the website or putting that towards you getting a sample and promoting it, or you might go pay another bill that has nothing to do with your business and right. you should leave that money alone. Like, um, I learned over the summer, I saw the TikTok and this guy said, like, you know what? Like, everybody should have a job and everybody should have a side hustle and when you have a business. And everything that comes from your side hustle should go to the business or if you don't have a side, you don't have time, you got a nine to five or you don't have time to, and all you got time is for your business and your nine to five, make a business account and have all your money transferred to that business account and set your own account. Mm-hmm. Unless you end up making, like you just, like financially, you end up making more decisions because like, hey, you know what, I'll pay my bills for this, for this money, but everything else, I'm gonna live a little bit below my means and I'm gonna keep supporting my brand. And I just learned to do that more and more in marketing. Cause consistently I'm an art, I like drawing my hands, I like keep making products and I like putting them out there as soon as I'm done. Uh-huh. And like with that brand, like with this, like your shirt, that was probably one of the first shirts I took my time on mm-hmm. putting them out. Like I took time. You saw I was posting it about it so like for about two weeks yeah. before I even dropped it. Like that was like the best I've done with marketing. So I feel like that's something I got to really get better with. But kind of like patience. Yeah, patience. Kind of want to put it out there. Like, hey, man, like, get no, man, no, man. I do the same thing with my videos and my content because I like I make this dope, like this real dope video. Mm-hmm. Somebody never done before. Maybe yeah. I want to post a little preview on the story. Yeah. But like, if I do that, I feel like when it's actually posted, you know, it's not gonna pop as much as it's supposed yeah. to. Yeah. You know, people seen this already, so it's not gonna pop as much. And you know, I patience is um is something um I've I've learned through the years. Just being patient with you know yourself and uh with others. You know, you have to um a lot of this stuff. You know, success takes time, and you you want to get this you know new brand out, this new item out, and you want to get this praise so quick. But you know the grind is what makes it worth it. Yeah, and you gotta take in day in, day out. You gotta be consistent. You know, I I try every week to post podcast trailers mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, so I can be consistent. People know every Friday come. You know, it's a Living with Elijah episode coming and out. You know, and that's something you can expect. That's something that's guaranteed. And um, before this podcast, I didn't have anything like that. I didn't have anything that could be a guaranteed drop that people right. knew was coming, that people could look forward to. And now I have this, and I got to make sure every week I can is consistent. Right. You know, people know what to see. They know what to expect. And, you know, I'm getting better over time. I'm improving quality of the videos, you know, how I can uh, better, like, edit the videos, Um better send out the messages and that's what I've been learning but it's all about consistency 
Yeah, that's all about consistency. Let's see. So, struggle. You might, because like, you do it for like a week, you be strong with it, you know, pull down, pushing at six o'clock, at least one video, at least one promotion. Then you miss one day. I know. And a day turns two. I know. Then it turns three. It's like the gym. Like yeah. you miss one day at the gym, that next day it's going to be even harder to get yeah. up. Yeah. So I'm only going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't drop it right now. I know. It was, um, I was out the gym for like, I think, two months after this summer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it took me like, I think, since school started up, it took me like a week and a half to actually get back up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. But um, that morning, I did set out to go to the gym. I set my alarm for like 8 a.m. I didn't get a be- I didn't get out of bed until like 10. <laughs> but uh, I woke up at 8. I was just scrolling through my phone, you know, until 10. And then uh, at 10, finally got up. Uh, it took me 30 minutes to get to the gym, but I, I made it. And, um, you know, it was so refreshing for me because I haven't had a feeling like that in so long, mm-hmm. you know, that good pump. Mm-hmm. And that first, you know, that first day was the hardest after that. I mean, it was easy. The next morning, 8 a.m., I went right to the gym. Next morning, 8 a.m., I did it again, again and again. You know, it it was just that first time getting myself out of that mud. But now, you know, I'm just shaking it off and, you know, on my journey. But you were talking earlier about um, your Jamaican roots and um, just speak a little bit on like what that has meant to you in terms of like the man that you are becoming and, you know, your character, the values you stand on. Like, like I said, I grew up with my mom most of the time, you know, and uh, so everything she like, I learned a lot of things and a lot of things are very spiritual, mm-hmm. but me and Jamaican like and learn everybody should not be in a room. Yeah. Everybody should not do service in your bedroom. Okay. Right. Be bringing spirits, and that's what your safe space. Which mm. that space you raise your head. Or nobody should be sitting on your bed, especially if you got listening on your bedroom. Because they leave their spirit along behind. It's like it's a lot of things. Like even sometimes you put your shoes down. It's weird. It's always been weird to shoes. You have to put you put one like this and the other one backwards. Okay. It's like uh it's more like uh, what we call ghosts, we call it duppy, right? And, and if the duppy step in, they can step in your shoes if it's the correct way. Right way. But okay. if it's messed up, they can't step in your shoes. Yeah. It's like they ain't gonna twist their foot. Like, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from, but it's like a lot of things. Like even when you can't eat everybody food or, mm-hmm. you know, like certain things not to do. It's like the way you, the way you move. Like, you see me, I don't like sometimes I don't go out. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, like my mom can be in my head, like leave out between between like twelve. And, you know, the spirits be out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I don't want even open that door. They literally let them in. Like sometimes I don't go outside. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it dictates the way I move sometimes. You know, that's a lot of like protection and awareness of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it seems like it's like deeply spiritually based and. Yeah. Looking at um, not just the outside, the shells of people, but like their spirits and what they, you know, what they attract and what they bring to your spirit and being aware of that is it's important. And a lot of people don't um, they don't think on it too much. They don't dwell on it too much. Surrounding yourself with um, just anybody can be dangerous for your growth and your spirit. You know, a lot of these people aren't necessarily for you. And. Um, it's just like a lot of evil spirits in the world that can, you know, take a lot from you, drain you. And that's, that's very dangerous when you can't see it for yourself. And so have you had any experiences like that where like you have, because, you know, you're speaking on the awareness of all of this stuff. Like what has that awareness meant in terms of like, interacting with people like has it made you move a different way like just an example um like guys you see i'm not talking mm-hmm. you know i'm like everybody don't, i don't feel like i'm not saying i'm not too deep like i'm like too good for you but like mm-hmm. i feel like everybody deserves my uh, attention mm-hmm. immediately like it takes me time to ask if i feel like i'm gonna talk to you yeah. like i'm gonna I'm a gauge that situation I'm gonna look how you move and you see like you 
me too. Yeah, too much, too much. My my shelf life. That's messy, messy. Like yeah. too, too messy. Okay, I'm gonna back up. You know, right. I'm not gonna really talk to you. I'm not gonna approach you for real. Or you have too much. It was like I just like or your or like you know I wanted to trust my gut. Like okay, you don't look like that person I want to be associated with right now. So I'm gonna keep my just keep my distance. I'm gonna stay cordial. If anything, we're in the same space, but I move in a way where I just I can let the right people in. Mm -hmm. That's real. That's real. Uh, how does how does that look like you moving in that way? Is it you being like how? Or my question: How do people perceive it sometimes? Mm -hmm. Some of them take it. Yeah, due to what I mean, because especially at my my regular face, it's yeah. like real mean. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I, yeah, like. <laughs> And I, like I can't apologize for it. I, I fixed it during high school. Uh -huh. Then I did private security, so I did right mm. back to it. Okay. I had to look mean. Yeah. So <laughs> it was Detroit. So I like fault. I can't. I had to go right back to it. I was protected. I was protected some, some like you know what I'm saying. So I, I, I was in charge of that. So I like, I couldn't you know be looking real hot. a big jolly fellow. I had to be real aggressive yeah. so it's like that's i had to end up sticking with that so a lot of times so like even if you like you watch me mm -hmm. you see i'll be in the room staring everywhere mm -hmm. I, I gauge the whole situation out and just because of that you know so it's like people perceive me as being like a uh, maybe sneaky or i got like a different motive i'm just mean that's uh, not, like, and just really not. i'm just figuring it out mm -hmm. understand the situation assessing it and seeing if i where i want to approach it mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of times, like when you do that, you um scope it out. You scope the situation out, and you know you move accordingly to what you know you have perceived. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will sometimes think you're selfish. You being weird. Yeah. You um you know moving. You moving different. You moving weird. And it's not even about that. It's not even about you. It's just about you know me because I know I can't. I can't tolerate that. I know that my spirit would my spirit would be let down if I were to allow you in. And so that's just me protecting me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not rejecting you. It's not it's not necessarily rejection. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to protect myself. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Keep that shield up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep that shield up. And I'm not saying a war. That's why I didn't see the word the word war. The shield is something you control. Yeah, you can you can bring the shield down. Yeah. A wall, you gotta break down. Yeah, break down. And that, that's what I mean. That's that's why I feel like it's what you said. That's rings. And that's why I use that as a yeah. I didn't even think about that. Because you can move a shield around. Yeah, you, know, you like can you let, let somebody, somebody in. Yeah. You know? But a wall, that takes years to break down. Climb, uh -huh. swing on. <laughs> So, so much process, like so much process to go through. But shield, I can let you in real quick. Mm -hmm. You can get behind me. I can protect you also. Mm -hmm. That's real. Wow. So I can protect you also. And then a wall. If somebody is trying to be let in from the wall, you know, they may have to do all this just to get to you, and that's not fair to them. Especially if you know they are a pure spirit and they have the right intentions. You have this wall up, and they did nothing to do. They did nothing to deserve this wall being put up between you and them. You know, it's kind of unfair sometimes. Yeah, I try not to do that. I try with my past be a lesson. Yeah, they keep learning for it and not apply it to everybody because mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to determine, uh, separate a lesson from uh, the way you should treat everyone. It is. Okay, you might somebody might hurt you, and you end up putting that to all those people instead of just using that as a lesson to the way you're supposed to move instead of just locking everybody up. Right, you have to like that's kind of you have to separate the lesson from the experience. Mm -hmm. uh, the experience did it may have brought a lot of pain, a lot of like negative emotions, but the lesson you get out of that will make sure that you never feel those negative emotions again. Mm -hmm. And God going to give you that same lesson unless you learn from it. Yeah. You know, me and Juan was talking about in the last episode, the devil going to teach you the same lesson until you learn it. Mm -hmm. right? If you don't learn from your mistakes, the devil will. Right? He, he going to keep giving, or God will keep giving you that same event, that same occurrence until you decide that I'm going to take the steps to learn from this. I'm going to take the steps 
to take the lesson out of this experience mm -hmm. and not repeat the same experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can keep learning until you don't like it. Yeah. Like your head, like a tutor do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm going to keep you this multiplication yeah. until you get multiplication down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but once you get it down, you know, even other multiplication problems, they easy. Yeah. Okay, you got the equation. Yeah. You like, got the equation. I know how to move. I know how to adjust accordingly. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So um, I know we're both men of faith and freshman year, we were both uh, a part of a Bible study, uh, impact Bible study, which meant the world to both of us, yeah. helped us on our college experience. Shout out to Jacob. Yeah, shout <laughs> out Jacob. Uh, what, did, what did your walk of faith like first look like coming to a college campus straight from, you know, your home in Detroit? here by yourself, you know, having to navigate through it by yourself. Uh, on home, it was in a process looking for a church. So it was really hard to keep my discipline of like standing up by my own and trying or at least trying to be a man of faith mm -hmm. on my own. And, and like believe it or not, it got easier when I came to campus. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it, got easy. it got easier. And I know a lot of people got to think it's opposite. Could they get away from the church? It was like, I'll find people that get my age um, that wants to that's do this a, also. That's an interesting perspective. Like, and like, most I had was my phone and you version app, and I had that alert going on my phone, but yeah, that alert uh, never uh, alert. Word of the day. Yeah, and that never worked. I can swipe past it. I just, hey, me too. <laughs> like, I used to, like, I try to go in the app and do, like, you know, the little videos, yeah. and, you know, watch, watch it. It's not like I get bored. And I'd be like, oh, it's like, like, <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds so bad, but it's like, it's, it's real, you uh, know. Uh, and but like when I came to uh, campus, you know, uh, I was talking to my mentor T, mm -hmm. and she uh, told me about the Bible study, and we had a we had a meet up because she's my mentor, and and uh, we met up there. And I went through. I'm like, oh, this is this is nice. I talked to Jacob. We had a center meeting. I got close with him. You know, talked about my walk of faith and uh, problems and issues I was going through. And he, like, he was helping with that. He helped me learn how to study the Bible and learn to uh, get closer with God. And and I'm like, and when I knew this was the right move for me, like school, like even in school and then when the moves I was making were right, this is the right people came in my lives. Mm. I became friends with a lot of people who helped me get forward, like you, like well, man, you went to, uh, who was in the same, but I was like, we wasn't talking the first couple of days. Yeah. It wasn't until we went to Wall Street. Uh -huh. We got that cool. And yeah. at first I thought she was doing mean too. She had a little, he had a little face on. And I was like, I was like, like, I was like oh, I ain't talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, we ended up getting cool. We started hooping and, you know, having little laughs and experiences. I'm like, oh, this like he really cool dude. Right. And I'm like, now I'm glad I have something. Okay, you know, I'm making the right move. You know, I don't feel like I'm lame for being in like trying to be in my Bible. And like the right people came in my lives. And I was like, you know what? I'm making the right moves. Mm -hmm. Guys put me in the right position. They make this strong stolen stuff for me that I need to see and I need to step back from. Cause like like it was all him when I even came to school. Yeah. Cause I was about to go to community college for real. And I knew if I went to community college, I was not coming back. Right. I was not going to school. Right. I was going to probably drop out and keep my security job. Right. I was making some good money. <laughs> I think um, it was kind of the same experience for me. Um, our first first couple weeks of school was like pretty rough. Coming out of you know the impact program, I didn't have. Well, I stayed at South South Campus, which is predominantly white. If you didn't know, and um, you know, it was hard for me because I didn't see people who looked like me every single day. I went to class and I came back to my dorm. And the thing is, like, I could go a whole day without seeing anybody the same skin color as me, and that was hard for me, uh, especially coming back from my home in Ipsy, <clears throat> where I see a lot of people who look like me. I come back home to a family that looks like me, speaks like me, cooks like me. Oh, <laughs> Heavy on the cooking. <laughs> Heavy on the cooking. But it was it was a rough couple of weeks because I felt kind of isolated. And I made a prayer to God that, you know, he would 
sent some people in my life that meant meant the world to me that could that could keep me on the right track that could hold me accountable you know send me some godly friends not worldly friends mm -hmm. and I think that next day I I had a meeting with Emmanuel um meeting with uh one of my mentors now uh we were speaking about a possible um organization um e-board position and he introduced me to Jacob and I met Jacob uh, and we would just start talking about Bible study and I told him I, I'd make it out and I think at this time they were on Tuesdays right yeah they were on Tuesday so that Tuesday I went to Bible study and God did exactly what I prayed for I mean I, I was in a community of Christ loving people and I was in a place where I could authentically, you know, unapologetically be me. I could speak on the word. I could speak on my experiences. I could, I could speak. I could not only like speak on the word. I could, um, I could talk about life, talk about what God is doing throughout my life with other people who look like me. And that was so empowering for me because I didn't have that. I don't think in my entire life, <laughs> In my entire life, like even back home at church, you know, it was a church service. I didn't uh, have we didn't have like a regular church home. And so we didn't have Sunday school, anything like that. I went a couple few times, but I never had like a Christ loving community I could call, you know, with people I could call brothers and sisters. And so that was the first experience for me. And I went to that first Bible study, I think that Tuesday and I never missed one again. Like to this day, <laughs> haven't missed one again. And um, I've met, you know, numerous people throughout that um, experience. And, you know, it has led me to some great connections. So that Bible study, I think it was really the start for both of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we put me my word and learn how to study the word. Yeah. And use him, that, uh, not utilize his his teachings and the way to move and way to keep it because you know when you got that you're like your life is get better yeah and you might they might get a little bad at some points but it don't seem so bad when you right. yeah it might look so bad but it don't seem so bad mm -hmm. it's like you know you you um you still gonna encounter challenges storms but you have something you can hold on to something you can hold strong to and that is the word, the word of God. You know, I can I can look in the Bible. I can find me a verse that goes right with what I'm going through right now. And that's so comforting because, you know, God isn't just an omnipotent, you know, all-powerful being. He's somebody I can relate to, somebody I can call a father. I have a relationship with him. Also, Jesus, he is somebody I can relate to. He went through everything, you know, I'm going through right now. And... There's nothing I'm going to go through that he hasn't faced, not only faced, but overcame. And that gives me the strength to do the same, overcome. Every every day I wake up, you know, I'm like, Jesus did it. So, what is like being, what has your religion kind of like meant to you? throughout the years, along with, you know, your Jamaican roots, what has the ground-based faith, you know, and, you know, holding strong to a relationship with God, what exactly has that meant to you? Um, it always meant the world to me. I want to say sometimes for a question when I was younger. Yeah. I grew up in church. Yeah, like, you know, I feel like people who grew up in a church, and a question more, it was kind of just, in a face, that's when they grew up with so that all they know. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, like, I grew up in church. I, I had a great relationship with my pastor. Uh, my pastor, he called me prophet. And I was like, that's, that's like, man, it doesn't even matter. Like, it was a time where I switched church with my mom, and I came back, he remembered who I was. And I was, and he didn't seem so, I was like a little kid, like a toddler. He was like, prophet. And I was like, dang, how you remember? Like, you remember me already? Like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, but I had a great relationship with him. Like, I started to, uh, the usher, like kid ushers, like I was looking at my grandma. I saw she was an usher. I didn't know it was discipline usher jobs. Oh, yeah. so I realized that later on, <laughs> but I ended up being an usher. Uh, I 
I ended up starting that where kids mm-hmm. with the ushers. Oh, and, you started that? Yeah, I started that with my church, and I was I I loved it, and I hated sitting on my feet all church, and I was so ready to sit down sometimes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's always been important to me. Like there's sometimes where I like sagged off in the world to go over and not mad with a rabbit. Go get some money, right? You know, right. The flesh be talking, talking is heavy. Like I, you know, puberty hit. You know, you be like, man, I see a girl right no, now. For real, but like, but I always, although they would come back some points. You know, be like, you know what? I go a time. My grades are low. A time, I feel like I'm going to be in trouble. I, I realize I call him no matter what. And I learned, I'm like, dang, I'm messed up. I want nobody to do that to me. Like, mm. you know, like, mm. even though he's here, he know he's always going to be here for you. It's messed up when you, you call on somebody just because you're in trouble. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, to talk to him and like to say thank you or say, you know, tell him how your day was. And this, it was just give a little conversation without you being in trouble. Like, it's really like when you call your mom, like, and like you're like, what you want? God knows you want something. You ain't calling me. What like, you, you want something? Yeah. Like you need some gas. You need uh, some like you want some some grocery money. Like what you want? Like you know. So it's like I learned like okay, I shouldn't always just come on that. Mm-hmm. So I learned to do that a little bit more. Um, even for my, I always do our Bible study nights, mm-hmm. the prayer nights. Yeah. Uh, I learned that you you have a session where it was like we should be praising them every day. Yeah. And I learned that every time when I showered, I put some little bit of gospel on that playlist. Uh, I just praise him in the shower. I, 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 I praise him. Yeah, like, you know what? I'm like, you know, shower you. praise session. Man. Right. I'll be having a whole concert in there. Yeah, I'll be singing. <laughs> Maverick City. Kirby. Yeah. Like, you know, they be having my Lord. You be hearing it. You be hearing the people in the background yeah. screaming. I'm like, oh. You know, it's like, yeah. it feel good. I feel lighter. I feel like I'm better. I'm like, you know what? It's like a belief, mm-hmm. a weight off your shoulders. Yeah, like I feel better. I don't feel. I don't like. I don't have to feel bad when I just come come to him just to ask for something. And sometimes, and it's not enough just praying when you about to go to sleep in your yeah. food. It's it's not enough. Yeah, like, nah. he, you ask for one thing on each one of those. Like first, you ask for you just to go to sleep soundly and wake up mm-hmm. perfectly fine. And the other one, you ask for no poison right. in your food, and you, you you're only coming to him when you need something. Yeah. You ask him. So I realized that was just not enough. Can you say every time somebody asks me, you pay every day? I'm like, yeah, pay when I go to sleep, I pay when I want my food. That's not really like you're praying, but you're not praising. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, I gotta praise them every day. You deserve that recognition. I feel like everybody deserves that recognition when you're doing something good. And he does, always does good by me. You know? I like what you say, you know, not just praying, but praising them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've I struggle with the same thing, uh, kind of just coming to him when you need some, when you need uh, to ask him a question, you need clarity on the situation. And uh, I think like taking a look back from, or taking it away from, you know, just God for a second in my, you know, earthly relationships, worldly relationships, mm-hmm. you sometimes find yourself drained and like you did all you can for this person. Mm-hmm. You did everything that could be done. And yet, you know, they still left, they still left you hurt. And, you know, you take that introspection, you kind of flip that and look at God for a second. That's kind of, you know, how he feels. He does, he does everything. He holds this whole world together. He is the reason, you know, we have breath in our lungs, clothes on our back, food on our table. And, you know, we just come to him when we need something, when we need to ask him something. One time we think, a lot of people, I feel like one time they thank them, it's on Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. like, dang, like, you understand, like, and, like, you know, a lot of times some people only thank their mom on Mother's Day. Like, yeah. And they do something for you 24-7. It made you. You know what I'm right. saying? God made you. God made everything, and you give them one day, mm-hmm. maybe once every week, but every step you take is for the ordained. Yeah, like, he's Leading you wherever direction you're going. And it's like, why well, I'm not thinking. Like every succession, I should be thanking him during that during me going through like succeeding and after I succeed. Not when I just get the award. I should be succeeding, like praising him while I'm doing all the things that I'm about to win that award for. 
You know, I heard this quote that said, sometimes we forget we're right in the middle of what we used to pray for. Mm-hmm. And what we live in is literally our own testimony right now. And we get so caught up in like, I want to do this. You know, I think the Western culture, especially yeah. the fast life, you know, I want to get this money. I want to get this car, get these new shoes. It's like, can't you be comfortable where you at? Man. Can't you be comfortable sitting where you at and everything you have right now? Like, you got the clothes on your back. You got the shoes. You know, you got the pants. You got everything you need. And you're not satisfied because you want because you want more. You know, it's, it's like just sit in where you're at and appreciate that. And God will give you more. God will grant you more. I promise you in due time. Yeah. In due time, you got to see it through. Got to see it through. But if you just like, if you able, able to just give him thanks for where you at right now, and and sometimes that can be hard. We forget that sometimes. You know, it may be a rough season, a rough patch, yeah. and sometimes it can it can be hard to look at what you have and what you don't. And it, I mean, it can be hard to look at what you have instead of what you don't. Uh, especially like in terms of relationships, you know, being single, you know, being single is hard. Keeping a relationship is hard. Like choose your heart, choose wisely, but choose your heart. There's, we, um, you can't like, you can't let the devil tempt you into thinking the grass is greener on that other side. The grass is greener where you choose to water it. If you choose like, I'm going to stay right here. Um, I'm going to cater to everything God has given me mm-hmm. in this season. And I'm going to take care of it to the best of my abilities. And the next season, you know, looking at a father to a son type of relationship, he sees I have a son that is taking care of everything he has. Mm-hmm. I have a son that is catering to everything I have given him. Mm-hmm. Of course, I want to give him more. No, of course, I want to give him more. I want to see, you know, what he can do with more the lives he can change with more and if you like get greedy say like god i need this i need this i need this you sound like a spoiled kid you know god not gonna give you nothing god not gonna give you none of that he's gonna give you the tools mm-hmm. you can go work for yourself right right he's gonna give you the tools you know well, he's gonna that's what you're gonna do mm-hmm. but if you just keep asking like it's not what's gonna sell in your life yeah that's not how he works it's not it's not magic it's it's like you knowing that he's gonna leave, he's gonna lead you that way. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're like, like when my mom's my pops with guitar, so he's like, I'm, I'm gonna lead you, I'm gonna help you, I'll make sure I I try to push you in that direction. Yeah, but she's working for that. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna keep keep putting this up on your lap. Like, that's just money don't come from nowhere. I'm working mm-hmm. for you got, and I got, mm-hmm. and your brother got, mm-hmm. and your other brother got. Like, come on now, like you can't expect that from me. Like, and even like the Western world thing, like it's my dad. Like over the summer, and we got closer. Yeah. You know, me staying with him, and, uh, and we got closer with even help, and, and even like we talk about people that like he meet at work because he worked a lot of like uh, Hispanics. I don't know, like people come from Mexico, and come over the border, and like like man, every day they made me shut up. Like every time, like not like they tell him like the the, the shut up in Spanish. It was like he like he might like man, man I be talking about I want to come to work. They come work. Two jobs and they work eight hour shifts at both. That's great. <laughs> like, and I'm complaining about coming to this one. Like, they got paid $1,500, to to this one person in a matter of a couple months or like a year, or they got to like pay them off, but they could do anything. <laughs> like, I mean, they may have to live in the street, live in a motel, live in a little, little trailer with like a dozen other people. And they gonna pay that off. Be like, man, one of my people. Paid it off for three months. <laughs> yeah. I can't even keep, I, I get like 2K a month. Like, yeah. and I'm working with that. How old? How he did it? 15. Yeah. A couple months. Like, that's why. You know, like, I, like, that made me learn how to shut up. Like, it's like, like, they probably take, some people take one day off and, like, that's my day. I'm not going to do nothing. Sunday night going to be. Yeah, like, obviously, I'm going to be in my room, I'm laying down, or I'm going to chill, take a rest. And I go back to all day, every day and all again. I'm like, I'm like, dang. And they don't, uh, most of them don't want for that. Okay. I got a car. I got a community. Yeah. I got I got my faith. Yeah. And I'm here. I'm living American dream. Right. So I got like, everything I need. I got everything I need. I'm like, dang. I'd be like, dang, man, I'd be in my head talking about 
I want this tattoo, I want this piercing, I want the shoes, I want this, I need, I need a new MacBook, I need a new phone, I need a new, new everything, I need a new patrol, a new games. I'm like, I don't want nothing. They just want to pay family, no, send money back home, and they straight. They live below their means and they straight. They don't gotta go ball out everywhere. And that's like that's the side that we live in, but it's like we shouldn't be thinking that way. Right. Right. And I've realized, you know, um I think growing up and maturing, uh it's it's so much easier in life when you don't care what nobody else thinks. When you just do what makes you happy, what gives you peace. And for some people, that may be working a nine to five and living um you know, in Detroit, in a small home, that that may be their piece, and that's perfectly fine. You know, they're living what they painted out to be their happy life, mm-hmm. their um perfect life, and if they find peace, they find happiness, joy in that lifestyle, then that works for them. And you know, what works for me may not work for you, and we get so caught up in, especially in this day and age, comparison. And looking at other people, I think with the age of social media and it's um like how big it is right now in our day and age, we get so caught up in comparison, looking at the next person and say, why don't I got this? Do I need this? Why um why do they have this and I don't? Why do I have this and they don't? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's like you constantly, you know, putting yourself, you either putting yourself above or putting yourself below. And it's not, you know, it's not how God ordained it. We are all equal. We all right here. What worked for them may not work for you. What worked for you may not work for them. We all right here. And, you know, what um, what social media has done, it makes us feel like we have to put on these personas, put on these fake uh, personalities, fake lifestyles to achieve that status. And, you know, um. We just have to find that within ourselves and everything else will come. Everything else will come. I promise you, you cater to everything God has given you in this season, you know, and whatever that may look like on social media, whatever that may look like to your peers, to your friends, as long as, as, long as it's bringing your father joy, bringing your father pleasure, you know, you will be set in the future. You know what I mean? Like, why do they you like comparisons? I don't even want that. I learned to not share my dreams for everyone. You said what? Not to share your dreams for everyone. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people can diminish that. Like, they can. You know, like, they bring their opinion. And I may be their opinion. It's valid to them. Right. It's not rocking with me. Like, mm-hmm. you, my dad, like, he, he told me, like, he gave me credit to where I was like, because I was trying to do wholesale real estate, right? It okay. didn't work out, but I tried. You know what I'm saying? I tried. Hey, but my heart was there. Yeah, I, I gave it a good word. He was like, how did that work? That don't make no sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? And now, and there'll be some people who who did. Like, he was just seeing that. That's the thing. And he was like, man, you know what? And he was like, I'm proud of you because even though I told you not to do it, I told you to just go get real estate like some of houses or, you know, just do like do it that way. You ain't listen. Mm-hmm. And you kept on, and like you mean, you just listen to what I said. You kept on doing what you what you felt was right, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he's like, you were really strong back. So he told me that I would move on. Yeah. Hey, we've been over with, and I'm like, he's like, I I learned from that from you. So I'm like, hey, dad, you feel good. I'm like, okay, I'm glad you you appreciate that part of me because like, so I learned not to like everybody. Everybody, like, even though you might have pain, gotta keep on going. Yeah, you can't let them those fears and those scares affect you. Mm-hmm. You can't take on everybody's fears and like, yeah. scares. And their fears may be valid for them, mm-hmm. like for their experience, what they have encountered in this life. But like, don't put that on me because I ain't encountered nothing that say the same to me. <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna keep pursuing my dream, keep mm-hmm. pursuing my passion. You know, and if you're really for me, uh, if God has put you in my life for a reason, then you will help me get to that goal, not push me away or not bring me back, bring me from it. And um, it's all about, you know, surrounding yourself with these like-minded people. And uh, I was talking about in another episode, uh, like the importance of who you share your dreams with, who you share, you know, this 
vulnerable stuff with because it can be taken um taken advantage of you know people can take advantage of it and um like if you continue to share your dreams with these small-minded people they may bring your dreams to a small-minded um you know perception and may force you to make a small-minded vision Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's not what god ordained it to be if you set your eyes on god set your eyes on him you know, with blinders, keep running towards him with everything you got. He gonna bring you some people along the ride. I done, I done faced it in school. He done brought me some people along the ride, and I'm taking them with me as I go towards, you know, my goal. You know, I'm I'm set on what I want, and I got some people that's gonna help me get there, and so we gonna get there together. I can bet, like Forrest Gump, you know, mm-hmm. he, he he was walking, and he kept yeah. running, and he kept running. He was just like, I'm going with him, like, <laughs> Right, I was going with him. Like he don't know why. He don't know why the yeah. people started coming with him. But like it was like, oh, I joined the company. I'm gonna keep on pushing. He even though I don't, I don't, I don't the movie a little bit. Like I'm gonna probably uh, watch it later on. Yeah, yeah, but, that was a good movie. I don't remember why he was he just started going. Like he just going. He was going with faith. He just going. Hey man, and and people started like you know, well, you know what? I'm gonna go with him. Oh. And I don't know what reason he doing it either. Like nobody knew. Mm-hmm. But it's like I'm gonna follow my faith because some telling me to go go with him. You know, so it's like, like viewing it like that, I feel I feel a little bit better. Like, you know, okay, I'm gonna come on, run. Somebody gonna come with me. Mm-hmm. And they, I might not know who it is. I might not understand. Cause even I had a crow. You know, I go back to business. Like, a lot of people, people you know, it's not gonna be your main supporters. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like with business, like you, you're an exception because you've been. Buying myself since I came out, yeah. yeah. But like some people, you know, it's like they gonna ask for a discount. Mm-hmm. They gonna ask for all type of stuff. It's like man, who think I ain't no big business? I gonna discount money. Like what you mean? Like I can't. I gotta make a profit. Like right. And if you want to support me, you will pay that full price. Right. You might even pay a tip. Right. <laughs> I know I sell clothes, so you know we uh, won't get tips like that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But be like, you gonna, you gonna ask for it? You gonna get? You gonna give me a little bit more? You might just, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like the people who don't know, who don't know you, like somebody bought my clothes uh, during the summer, and I was like, who is this? And like, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a random person who saw one of my my promotions. Yeah, it was like probably saw Duke wearing it, mm. and it was like he bought that shirt, and I was like. Like, oh my god, God knew I needed that. Like, that mm-hmm. was the money I need. I was like, I was, Wix was texting me, like, hey, you're late on your bill. <laughs> and I you put that money straight to the bill. Like, yeah, that was that was a blessing. I was like, you know what? Like, I just, you know, I can't depend, I can't keep marketing it to family and them. Like, they might help you out a little bit, right? When they got it, uh-huh. but people who don't know you, who's going to support you the most? That's real. You got Nike people who. Body wears Nike heads too. Mm-hmm. They don't know nobody that work in Nike. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's like that. It's not yeah. really. I think I've uh I've like had that same realization really lately, uh, because I've had, you know, a fear that me being my authentic self, me being me or me, you know, pursuing God with everything I have. That I'm gonna lose a lot of people, and I'm gonna lose a lot of friend people that I want to be friends with. That you know I want to have in my life, and I want to be able to lean on. But um, you know, when you do pursue God, and you do uh, you do pursue everything He He gave to you, and you take care of everything He gave to you. You know, anything you lose, I don't think it's necessarily a loss. I don't think it is. You know. And I realized that when you do do that, God will put the right people in your circle. Mm -hmm. God will put you next to a person that will get you closer to your goal, not those people that brought you further from it. And God takes care of his children. So that fear that you have that that everything is going to be ruined, that, you know, if you rip yourself away from this certain circle, from this certain person, that, you know, your life will be over, that a part of you will be torn apart with that, then that fear is invalid because God put those people in your life to kind of teach you this lesson. And he he puts you in this situation to make this decision, to see the importance of that decision and see the importance of ripping yourself away from certain people to 
set your eyes on this goal, this vision he has set for you. You know what I mean? Manny, I wanted to thank you once again for hopping on this episode. Uh, it's been real. I've been excited. You know what I'm saying? I've been waiting. <laughs> mm-hmm. People have been waiting on it. Been waiting. And I'm very excited to see where your brand is getting ready to take off from. I know you have a lot of things in store. Yeah. And Watch you... out for when it get cold. <laughs> Watch out got? when it what get cold. What you got in store? You probably see it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, you know what? Hoodie season. Oh, I love the hoodie. Keep it from your girl because she never turned. Not going to lie. All outfits, man. Ain't even a good hoodie, bro. You know what I'm saying? Gonna get real comfy around here. Fresh and comfy. That's what I want. Tight. Okay. That's the vibe you're going for. Yeah. Okay. It's a comfy. I would love to get me some comfortable stuff. Yeah. Not that this shirt not comfortable. It's just, yeah. Stay tuned for some more content. And Detroit. No.